everybody. This is Grace, and you're listening to Guidance with Grace. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this week we are still in our self-care series, and we're actually talking about meditation. So I'm sitting next to my awesome coworker, Jason Apt. Good morning. Hey. We are actually, it's kind of chill in here now after talking about that. We were kind of just brainstorming some different things to talk about to you guys and uh, we really wanted to hit on meditation because it kind of goes along with mindfulness and just some of the other things that you can implement with uh, a well-rounded self-care plan. Uh, The definition of meditation is broad, very broad. When you just type in definition of meditation on Google, you will come up with so many different things from it being something with either written or spoken, which we weren't talking about, or we were mentioning that written or spoken is just a meditation, a meditation, but it's not a type of meditation. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. Uh, we'll dive into the different ways to meditate here in a second. Uh, but really the definition of meditation, what did you say? Uh, to me, the definition of meditation is, is focusing the mind, mm-hmm. whether that's focusing it internally or focusing it externally on a concept or, or a thought or, or an emotion like joy, kindness, um, gratitude, you know, focusing your thoughts into a very narrow flow, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that stresses us out is that, that constant stream of thoughts in random directions and, you know, the this is the opposite of that very often people use basic breath work you know or one method or another there's a bunch of different ways that people believe that you can use your breath to you know reduce stress to 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 really control your nervous system Mm -hmm. um well and if you think about it like if you get stressed what happens to your breathing it, it accelerates. Right. So if you can control your breathing, you might be able to control stress as it's even happening. If you're mm-hmm. feeling tension, something happened, you know, Jason keeps coming in and makes a whole bunch of cups of coffee in my office <laughs> and it's annoying the crap out of me. Just no, that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Relax and breathe. Right. Relax and breathe. But at its most fundamental level, that's really what meditation is, is just breath work and calming your mind to achieve a goal for a lot of people that goal is to just relax breathe i don't want to punch my coworker for making too many cups of coffee <laughs> in my office <laughs> but that that really is the gist of it and, and and we've actually talked about this before and i was trying to find the study before i came in here but i couldn't um and it's a, a study that a, a college in japan i believe did and they found that five slow deep breaths in an attempt to only focus on the breathing was enough to start the down regulation process of of your nervous system Mm -hmm. right so if you're starting to get stressed you're starting to get anxiety like literally sit down and take five deep breaths and that is that initial stage like yeah you should probably do a couple more if you really want the the benefits of it but but five is enough Mm -hmm. Um, remember the old uh, count to ten Oh, right, Big yeah. breath, count to ten. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of that process at, at an even smaller scale. But five deep 
slow belly breaths is enough to start the process too of of de-stressing your body belly breath is an important part of what you just said people do a lot of chest breathing and you can get a way fuller breath Mm -hmm. through your stomach Mm -hmm. there are a lot of receptors in the body that that send signals when we breathe just with our chest or when we breathe with our belly that send the body indications that uh, of what is happening mm-hmm. are we stressed are we relaxing are are we are we gearing up because our reptilian brain you know is, is, uh, is our saber-toothed tiger chasing us down no it's just our boss screaming in our face and not that our boss screams in our face yeah, but Mandy. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah right <laughs> such a screamer Jeez. <laughs> uh, but you know our body doesn't our body doesn't really conceptualize the stresses that we're dealing with it only reacts to the signals that it's being sent very true so it the body in theory doesn't really know the difference between like us walking into a very stressful situation in the workplace versus some of the fight or flight scenarios that we had right. to have when we were hunter gatherers and are released yeah. no matter what the situation is absolutely so to be able to kind of control that because your brain is all you got with all of that you got to mm-hmm. be able to kind of regulate all you know, of that flight or fight mode is really only meant to be like a short-term thing but yes. our bodies are often in that because we're stressed yes you know um and we're, we're kind of getting kind of getting in the weeds on stress, but I, I think yeah. we're going to bring it benefit. around. Absolutely. We're going to yeah. bring it around with meditation as a tool to deal with this. Mm-hmm. But one thing I always like to point out to people when they're talking about stress, and, and it's anecdotal for me, and but I, I think once you start to think about it, most people will agree is that the stress that I feel before I'm about to go have like an uncon- con- uncomfortable conversation with somebody or like I know I'm I'm probably gonna get in trouble for something stupid that I did, or or something along those lines. Like that that stress, that feeling, whatever. It's no different for me personally than before some of the big competitions that I've been in, or or even you know being deployed and being in the military. Like some some kind of hairy situations. Like yeah. stress is stress. Right. You know, and, and once we conceptualize it and, and look at it for what it is and we evaluate the, the risks versus the rewards and we take some breaths, it really helps us deal with it and put it into the lane that it should be, you know, like, but internally it all feels the same at first, right. you know, just breathe through it, work through it in your mind and, and remind yourself like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm getting yelled at, like whatever or or i have to have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody like it's mm-hmm. the body doesn't know you have to tell it you have to breathe through it you, you, have, you have to work through it and, and i think that's at itself the lowest level of meditation mm-hmm. you know? i was talking to kathleen about uh, meditation uh, on a couple episodes back about yoga and there really is a true connection with the mind and the body and that's mm-hmm. why yoga is often used for meditation and for stress relief and things mm-hmm. like that but one of the reasons I actually wanted you to be on this episode is because you have shared before that you have practiced meditation for a long time. Yes, I have. I, I was into it at a young age, um, you know, when 
the kids were, you know, playing video games and stuff. I was talking my grandparents into driving me to the bookstore back when they still had bookstores. Um, and I was I was buying books on you know religion and meditation and and you know a lot of other random things. And I still remember it was it wasn't a much of a selection back then. It was called I'm pretty sure it was literally called the Idiot's Guide to Meditation. It was oh, this really? big thick book that was very kind of convoluted <laughs> concept it, it wasn't very good i've read much better books on meditation since then but i kept wanting it to tell me exactly how to do it sure. it, it never yeah. did it just told me methods it, it talked about breathing and it talked about clearing your mind and it talked about this and that where, where back then i wanted wanted somebody to like sit me down and Step teach me how to do one. it yeah yeah and it didn't have that. And, and then I guess over time I realized, and it's kind of like what we were talking about, is you have to find your own way. Meditation is about you. There's a bunch of different methods out there. I think what we were looking at, I, I found one one study or website or something that was like 23 different types of meditation. And I'm like, yeah, you're just labeling the same thing over and over again in a slightly different manner. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness meditation, even Zen meditation, um, you know some of the other ones breath awareness meditation like they're all so closely related that in my mind it's the same thing mm-hmm. are you focusing on your breathing one clearing goal. your mind right yeah that's that falls into that vein is it a kundalini type thing where you're using yoga and breathing in certain positions holding certain positions going through certain breath work you know, um well that's why yoga is often paired with like chakra opening and things like that because yes that's kind of where it started yes is putting your body in different positions can help you focus on different chakras yeah well some people believe that yoga was actually the warm-up to meditation Mm. monks would go through these kind of stretching and breathing routines as like that that work up to sit for two to three hours four hours, five, 24 hours, you know? So they would go through these hardcore stretching and, and really loosening and limbering the body and getting it full of oxygen. That way they could sit for those long periods of time and already kind of be in grease in the groove, you know, mm-hmm. like getting into that mind state. And then they could just kind of sit right into it and, and meditate for long extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. And like what you said about the mind-body connection, I, I really believe that breath is the mind-body connection. Like, that's what truly brings those two things together. And regardless of what type of meditation you're using, mm-hmm. you're breathing, you're relaxing, and you're trying to focus on typically one concept um, or no concepts. And just you know? trying to really empty your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, the breath awareness meditation I think is pretty much almost the exact same thing as Zen meditation, but they talk about monitoring the bubbling thoughts. That's what I was going to say. I liked how you described the bubbling thoughts. Like basically your thought is in a bubble. You acknowledge it and then let it go without judgment. And the without judgment thing is I think the most important because once you start judging whatever that thought is, let's say, let's just use Mandy yelling. (laughs) Mandy yelled at me earlier. It is what it is. Let it go. Let the bubble burst and let it go away. Let it dissipate into the air. Right. Type of thing as opposed to, well, she yelled at me because I was late turning my time card. 
whatever. Right. <laughs> um, instead of having that judgment, there's no spiraling thought. And that's also kind of going into some of the other benefits is helping with sleep. A lot of people have those racing thoughts. If you're able to kind of just re- regulate those thoughts as in and having them and then let them go, you won't have that spiraling effect. And you can probably fall asleep a little bit better, mm-hmm. possibly stay asleep a little bit better as opposed to self-medication, uh, watching TV, those things before bed often don't let you get into that full REM sleep or let you get through those sleep cycles properly. Right. right. You know, your, your brain is like a computer. You know, if you have all these other little sub-programs running, the main thing that you're trying to do it's not going to function as well. Your computer's not going to be fast enough, mm-hmm. you know, because it's being overloaded with, you know, one, the amount of power it takes to, to run your body, right? That's always there. You really can't do much about it. But right. when there's massive amounts of stress, so now you're, you're, you're going through your inflammation effects. So, so now there's body processes that need to deal and fight that. So all of those things are pulling away from your energy levels, your brain function power, you know, and then you're you're trying to balance your daily life and if you're unorganized that stresses you out then that stress compounds into the next thing and then you're trying to have just clear logical conversations with people and you have so much other stuff going on that, that you're a scatterbrain you know that that adds to it and you're like ah why am i such a scatterbrain ah, and it all just spirals into this crazy effect where just calm down and try to shut all that other crap down for a minute and then your brain as a computer would when you're shutting off all those other little processes in the background and, and you're, you're dealing with all that stuff and you're organizing your desktop, mm-hmm. right? Get it running smoothly in a linear fashion. You can think again and you can function again. And, right. and it, Nobody's it helps really you go to sleep. great at multitasking. No. Eventually, you start to not do things very well. Absolutely. You forget things. You can't focus. You have stress. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that kind of leads to being stressed is having constant anxiety and meditation can definitely help with that. You were talking about also kind of with like, again, it's so all connected. It's hard to separate it, your mood, your emotional health, and really just your self-aware self-awareness, which is mindfulness. And Mm -hmm. that kind of all goes back to being able to control stress and anxiety uh, can you talk a little bit more about the emotional health? You were talking about like people can experience compassion a little bit more often, kindness, gratefulness. Those are some of the things that you were mentioning about um, how your mood and emotions can be impro- improved. Yeah, um, it's a meditation is a great tool for kind of shutting off a lot of the other nonsense that's around you, right? And that gives you little bit of clarity to be thankful to be in the moment and be thankful right that, and that's kind of a big one like thankfulness um, styles of meditation like emotional meditations um, once once you start to kind of appreciate your body and you appreciate what you have in your life and that thankfulness it starts to rub off into other things but it's hard to be thankful when you're busy and slammed with, with your work, with your life, with your dailies. You know, we, we can kind of get caught up in the little things that throw those out of alignment. Mm-hmm. But when you take that time to, to breathe and to relax and, and to be comfortable in your own skin, 
you know, and you appreciate the life that you have, it, it builds a better overall emotional foundation. It makes it a little easier to deal with the, the dailies that, that throw a wrench in our plans, you know, the little activities, the mm-hmm. things that go awry. You know, when you're, I'm not saying you're not going to get all little geared up for some of those things, but it's easier to dial them back down to a normal level mm-hmm. when your foundation of, of emotional wellness is there. Right. You know, and, and, and by taking just a few minutes a day or, you know, or several days a week, whatever, whatever your, your meditation plan is, to breathe, to relax. And, and it goes back to the concept we we're talking about of like focusing on one thing. Like if I focus on one thing that I am thankful for, for what I have, you know, or I am thankful for who I am or, or, you know, whatever. You can meditate on love. You can meditate on happiness. You can meditate on whatever you want. It can be your one. It's not really a mantra, but it's, it's a focus, right? A mantra is slightly a different thing. Um, it allows you to re- remind yourself of that on a daily basis. And as humans, like, we need to be reminded of those things. That's why there's, that's, that's why there's thank you cards, you know, like yeah. that, that's why gratitude amongst people is considered such a great thing in society because we need to be reminded that like, oh, hey, I'm just using that kind of thankfulness as, as an idea. Like, you know, if all you do is give and give and give and there's zero things that comes back, eventually we kind of get jaded on the concept, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we're just extremely focused on our own thankfulness and our own positivity, you know, that you can be one of those people who just give unendingly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not all of us are geared that way, yeah. right? So so by taking a few minutes each day and reminding yourself that, that you do have a good life, that you do, you know, you l- you're lucky to be alive, mm-hmm. it allows us to go through the dailies easier because you spend a few minutes of reminding yourself. And, and, you know, the things that we do in repetition are the things that become habit and, and, and emotional happiness can and is a habit mm-hmm. as well as anything else that we do. It's totally possible when you see those people who are really happy all the time <laughs> or yeah. like just are constant givers, like you said, it's not weird if you really think about it. We can all be that way, but we choose to do other things with our time yeah. rather than finding true joy, fi- finding gratefulness in what we have. So how would you do like... How would you suggest somebody starts meditation? Um, I actually have two things that I always tell people. If you think you want to start meditation, which I recommend to everybody, because scientifically, there's been a lot of science done on it very recently. Yeah, the past decade, science and spirituality are kind of combining. Um, it, it kind of in the weeds here a little bit, but the Dalai Lama got together with a whole bunch of scientists, and this has been years ago, and they wrote a book. It was called The Universe in a Single Atom. The Universe what? The Universe in a Single Atom. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that was the title of the book. I, I'd have to double check that. I but bet if you Google it, the right one will come up. Yeah. Whether or not it's right, <laughs> you'll find it. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, th- they came together, and they, you know, influential people in, the, in Buddhism realized that we need to work together. So they started doing some scientific research on the benefits of meditation and, and what it does for the body and, and how they could kind of test some of their religious theories scientifically. Mm-hmm. Well, that trend continued. 
and just like I was talking about the, the, the Japanese study, right? Right. So there's also studies done uh, as far as meditation can, you know, not just to mention like stress levels, but also actually increase gray matter in your brain, mm-hmm. which is the, the pliable learning shapeable matter of the brain uh, shapeable in terms of what it holds and how your brain functions mm-hmm. um, so a lot of that relates to the actual ability to concentrate on a specific thing right so I believe that initially we have to work on our breathing first then we dabble in some concentration exercises while breathing So the first one I always tell people to do is focus on your breathing. Find a nice, comfortable position. It can be a chair. It can be the floor in like a cross-legged position. It can be laying down. It can be walking. There's there's many different walking forms of meditation as well. Mm -hmm. I choose to take a little pillow, sit it on the floor in kind of like a a cross-leg position, half lotus, if if you know what that is. Um, Google it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Google it. Um, And then... I would start with a breath counting, but you have to make sure that you're filling your lungs and expanding, not just, not just belly breathing, also the rib cage needs to expand Mm because some people will just kind of push their belly straight out, (laughs) right? That's not, that's not enough. The whole rib cage has to expand out as well as the belly protruding forward, Mm -hmm. right? That's how you know you're really filling your lungs to its capacity. And then I would just imagine the lungs filling, 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 filling all the way up until it got to my throat. And then I would just turn it over and exhale. Mm-hmm. Right? And every time I exhale, I would count. One. Breathe again. Exhale. Two. And I would go to four. And then I would restart at one. I've heard some methods that have you count it up to like 20 or 100 i'm like i'm gonna get to seven and i'm gonna forget what number i'm at i'm gonna get I frustrated to i'm gonna that. start over yeah which is why i like four mm-hmm. and I, i'm telling you when you first start you're gonna do it one time through and be like oh it's easy then you're gonna get to three on the next one and you're gonna start thinking about something else you're gonna forget what number you're on and mm. it's just you just start over at one and you just keep going set a timer with a little well, a soft alarm if you have one for five minutes Try that a few days a week, and then eventually maybe six minutes, then seven minutes. Um, so that's like a that's an exercise in concentration and breathing. So you're getting the benefits of breathing. You're trying not to think about anything else, and you're you're focused on one thing of, of the counting, right? So at its fundamental form, it really is a base level mo- uh, meditation. Yeah. But it's also building that concentration. You gotta and start then, somewhere. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Starting with the YouTube video, and I liked we were talking, we we're kind of brainstorming. We we're saying like, some of them have like, sit on a beach, imagine yourself, yeah, feel the sand between Guided your toes, yeah. which all of those things are building up, and you're thinking about a whole bunch of other things, which kind of goes against the purpose of meditation because you're kind of trying to clear your mind. But at the same time, it's also allowing you to focus on one thing. Right. So it kind of depends on what works for you. Uh, the guided absolutely. meditation videos aren't wrong uh, if they're having you imagine that you're in a rainforest or whatever it is. Um, you're still able to focus on one thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just maybe that more than the breath. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the guided stuff falls into your mindfulness mm-hmm. in a way like, you're, you're probably in a room with your eyes closed, right? Mm. 
but you're putting yourself someplace else. So it's a, a very specific focus on your surroundings, but inside your mind, mm-hmm. right? So it takes brain power to do. And, and I think that's, that's a big part of it, like kind of harnessing the brain, making it do what you want it to do while also breathing and giving it your body the oxygen, your brain the oxygen that it needs to, to function properly. Um, the, the second thing, the second thing I would have somebody do after they do the breath counting for a while is called candle gazing. Mm. And it's, it's, it's very relaxing. And, and it's a great one to do before you go to bed. Um, little, what is it? A tea, I call them teacup candles, but I don't think tea that's... Light. Tea light. Yeah, tea light candles. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a pack of them on Amazon for, I don't know, five bucks, something like that, right? Yeah. So take a little tea light candle. And then you got like you'd sit on the floor and put the tea light candle on your coffee table, right? So you're kind of like, you can be relaxed. You're kind of like looking down slightly at it, but you're still in good position. You just let your eyes kind of like drift down towards the tip of the flame. And at this point, you you drop the counting, but you keep the breathing process. So now it's it's back to kind of keeping the mind clear as long as possible. And this is where you can start kind of bringing in that bubbling thought theory a little bit. So you're just going to breathe in, fill your lungs, don't hold your breath, exhale. Which I'm not saying breath holding is bad because there's a whole breath work thought process of like they call it box breathing. Like you breathe Mm -hmm. in for so long, you hold your breath for so long, and then you exhale. It has its own separate set of like receptors and, and processes that it's linked to right but keeping it simple y- exactly exactly yeah. keeping it simple just breathe in breathe out try to breathe deeply and try to bl- breathe fluidly and then just keep your gaze fixed to the top the very tip of the flame mm-hmm. and it, you know obviously probably turn off all the rest of the lights in the, in the area or at least dim right right and uh you know try to do it for five minutes six minutes seven minutes and, and then when thoughts come up don't get frustrated just kind of be non-judgmental as to what that thought was. Try to let it go and try to go back to a clear mind and just focusing on the flame. Mm-hmm. And then when it's over, you can blow the flame out and, and kind of lay back, close your eyes. And, you know, like when you stare at some uh, light source for a while, you mm-hmm. can still see it on the back of your, your eyes. Yeah. Like it gives you this kind of a cool, warming, very relaxing. I'm in a dark room, but I can still see a flame on the back of my eyes. I'm relaxed from my breathing and really help with hmm. going to sleep. That's interesting. And being relaxed, yeah. Those are those are always the two things that I tell people to start with. And then if it's something that you s- you stick to, and I, and I do recommend you you work it into your day. You got to plan it. You could do yeah. it first thing in the morning, first thing when you get home the last thing you do before you go to bed and that's typically right. where you get the best results for any sort of consistency no matter what it is you're doing right um meditation is the same way try to get up every day and and do one of those things uh, the candle gazing in the dark and then laying back with your eyes closed you probably don't want to do it before you got to get up and go to work because <laughs> it'll just it'll make you super relaxed probably not want to go anywhere so that's a good right. one to do like if you get home late in the evenings or or you before you go to bed like that's a good place to start and then if you really like it you're really into meditation. You're starting to see the benefits of stress relief already. Start digging around a little bit. There's so much information out there. There's there's classes you can go to. There's group places you can go to. Um, the you know obviously the internet is loaded with information. Mm-hmm. There's tons of great books. Um, oh, one book I really liked it was uh, what was it? it was Wherever you go, there you are. I think is the name of it, and it's a very popular book on meditation. 
of course, the universe in, the, in a single atom was wasn't an easy reader, to say the least. But it was good. Yeah. Um, I feel like sticking with books would be better than the internet. Yeah, most likely. Kind of go old school, guys, and maybe just go to the library. Yeah. Smell a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the act of reading in itself is a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, staying relaxed, reading your book, staying focused on the words. Um, we've all been trying to read something with way too much on our mind, mm-hmm. right? I know it happened all the time when I was in school. You read the words and you don't know what you read. Right? Read a full <laughs> page and I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know what that I, was. Now i got to read it again. Yeah. And after the second or third time, I would be like, well, today's not the day. Yeah. I need to get I need to get this out of my head. I need to I need to do something yeah, to burn off some of this energy studying. and then I'll come back later. Yeah. I mean, this could help with studying, guys. I mean, if you're a student listening to this, it'd be nice to read a chapter of whatever you're trying to read in your textbook and actually feel like you read it and got it. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I, I yeah. recommend some of these this breath work exercise uh, before you study. Um, a lot of the study practices that, that you'll read like you know new kids coming to college like they got to go through some of those what is it, like Cole's courses that, that kind of stuff yeah. um you know you shouldn't cram all night for tests and if you're going to every hour on the hour get up stand up walk around grab a drink of water and then sit someplace else or sit back in the same place and and do five three to five minutes of like breathing Right, it helps take what's in your short-term memory, and helps it transition into long-term memory. Mm-hmm. Um, because we only, you know, back to the computer reference, short-term memory only has so much storage. And if you just cram, 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 and then regurgitate it back onto a test five minutes after, it, it's not going to stick. It, it's not uh, little bits right, and pieces. Right, you're not going to school to cram. No. You're going to school to actually learn about your profession that you want to actually be in yeah because <laughs> that's why you go to school is you want to eventually have a job career hopefully right in that setting yeah. so why not actually learn i agree yeah well that's all we've got for today i am grace and this is jason and we will see you guys next week <laughs>